testing one two well all right so all right so the sound is working now i think i made a little mistake before i got started but i just want to say something before i start this live stream i'm going to be looking at revelation revelation chapter one but i just want to ask a question have you ever been um like you're surfing the net right you're surfing the net and you see you, you find a page and you wish you could store the web page and go back and use it at a later date. So I just want to give you, show you how this can be done real quick, real quick, because I'm going to use it as we look at Revelations chapter, as we look at um, Revelation chapter one. So I'm going to show you this real quick. Let's see if I can get this on your screen. So let's say we went to Google. Went to Google, control A, Google. And we went to Google and we, we wanted to do some research on Revelations chapter 1. You, 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 you go on it, you, you knock it up, you're seeing all of these websites and you're, you're seeing something about it. Enduring Word Bible Commentary. Let's say we went there. And when you went to Enduring Word, um, you don't have time to read all of it, but you'd like to read it at a later date. There is a plugin that you can put on your PC that allows you to save um, the page so you can read it on your device at a later date. So I just want to use this as an opening intro. So as we, as we look at Revelation chapter 1, um, you, can, you can see how you can make things easier. So you visit this web page and if you visit the web page, you're saying, hey, you know what? Um, I can't read all of these things, but I'd like to store them, go back to them at a later date. Now, on my browser... Um, you have to go look at look at how to do this later because I won't go through all of that. I'd click read later, right? When I click read later, so that thing says PS save. Now I'm going to show you my iPad screen. I'm going to show you my iPad screen in in a second. Let me show you this iPad screen in a second. Bring up my iPad screen so you can see it. So this is my iPad screen, and there's this app. Where is it? It's called Paper Span. Papers. All right, so there it is. And if you look, it's going to pop up in my... So it's stored in this container file. And I also have the app on my phone. I have the app on this tablet. So I can go back at a later date. And I can I can read, read um, the article. And as you can see, I have a couple of articles because I'm looking at the Word of God which is what I'm going to talk about a bit today as we look at Revelation chapter 1. But I really think this app, maybe I'll do, a, um, maybe I'll do some, a video around it, but I really think this is a very helpful app to anybody who likes to read. So the other day I was looking at, um, I was looking at the Word of God and what is it that you happens when you, when you spend time reading the Word of God. And um, so I went on some websites to see what is it that other persons say happens to you when you read the word of God, right? So whenever you spend time reading the word, what is happening to you? Are you just gaining knowledge or is there something else? So um, as you can see, um, I have a couple, this one, two, couple, a couple of words. I haven't gone through all of them as yet. But one of the things that makes this, this app really good is that when you click on it, right? I don't know if you're going to hear this. Not sure if you're going to hear it because I'm actually, you're not going to hear the audio from my iPad. But if I click on this, at the bottom, it reads, it reads, it reads the passage aloud, right? And I, the only reason you aren't hearing it is because it's connected to my, let me see if I can, if you, if I can allow you to hear it. Let me see if it's possible that you can also hear this here. Hear what it's saying. Jesus said, he will glorify me. John 16 verses 13 to 14. If the Spirit brought us to faith in the absence of the proclamation of Christ in His Word, our faith would not be in Christ, and He would not be honored. Therefore the Spirit binds His faith-wakening ministry to the Christ-exalting Word, which means that when we go to the Word of Christ, we put ourselves in the path of the Spirit's willingness to reveal Christ to us and strengthen our faith. And in this faith is the taste and the seed of all our joy. Therefore, the Word that wakens our faith works for our joy. Therefore, the word that wakens our faith works for our joy. 2. Through hearing the word, God supplies the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God produces both a subconscious influence bringing us to faith, and a conscious experience of power and personal fellowship that comes.
Okay. All right. All right. So it's, I think it's a very interesting app, right? I don't know if you were hearing it a while ago. I don't know if you were hearing it, but it's a very interesting app. It's called Paper, Paper Span. I think it's Paper Span and it's good. It's a great app. As I said before, if you are, if you're doing your, your reading, if you're doing your research, um, I think you can see it up in the top corner right here. If you're doing your research, you can just save your articles inside of it. I can go back and read it, right? So hopefully that will be helpful to you. If you see me clapping, there are some mosquitoes. We're in the mosquito season and I'm not going to make because I'm on live stream. They come and they bite me up. So if you see me clapping, it's mosquitoes. That's giving me some disturbance. All right. So um, a good night again. So all right, so tonight I want to look at Revelations chapter 1. I want to spend some time looking at Revelations chapter 1. And there's some insights that I would have gained from, from um, Revelations chapter 1. And I think it's, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting insight that I would have gotten from the text. And, you know, um, one of the prophecies that I would have received over my life, and that was years ago, was that I would... I would stream the gospel to the nations. And um, sometimes you, you you go through, I mean, I'm going to say I kind of overdid it. I think I was so focused on the, the technical side of streaming. Um, I think I was very, very much caught up in the technical side of streaming. Very caught up in the technical side of streaming. Trying to understand how to get the sound to sound right, how to get the image to look right. And... um. To the point that when when I finish gathering some of this stuff, and there's so much things I wanted to do, I want to do, but I realized that um, because we are like we are like a what are we now? We're like a sponge. We're like sponge. So whenever we spend a lot of time absorbing things, even the information how to do a live stream, right? I know is this thing still working? I don't know if this thing is still working. Let me check. Is this still is thing still working? I don't see like the signal is moving. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. All right, it looks like it's moving. Looks like it's very low, but it looks like it's moving. Let me double check. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. I'm not sure if this thing is is. Oh man, I hope it, I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not doing this test. I hope I'm not doing this in vain. I hope, I hope when, I, when this is over, I'm not going to see that this thing was not, there was no audio on it. All right, so I'm going to go through it anyway. Hopefully it is working. I know the first one wasn't working, but hopefully it is working. So when I'm finished, um, if it's not, then I just take it down. Simple as that. All right, so over to Revelations chapter one. I should be sharing a word. Um, what's this? So like, oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, and I didn't get in. All right. So I should be sharing a word at a believers meeting, um, tomorrow, right? And one of the things that's in my heart to share is Revelations, chapter one, with the body of Christ, and it's not necessarily. Um, for the reasons most persons would share Revelations chapter 1. Because uh, a lot of times when you're looking at Revelations, we're looking at it um, in terms of the prophetic utterances and all of the things that um, the Bible says is going to happen to the believers in the last days. But as I was reading it, as I was reading the text recently, I there's, there's some insights that I gained and that's why you would you, you'd find me say I was looking at what is it that the word of God does to us as we spend time in the Bible, as we spend time in the word. What is it that it does for us? Um, one of the things that has come to my mind is that we, we should spend time in the word. And that's why for me, even doing a live stream, it's important. Um, it's important that I spend time in the word. So if I do a live stream, it, there's, there's benefits that I receive from doing a live stream. There's benefits. It's not just whether persons view it. It's not just whether persons jump online. It's not whether I get um, all of these subscribers. But the, the time that I spend in the world, 
Because whenever you're spending time in the word, there's something that is happening to your spirit. There's something that's happening in your mind, right? And, um, you know, they, 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 well, I'm not going to say there isn't a possibility that a person studies the word with the wrong motive, but I, I believe when you're spending time in the word, just as if you're spending time in something negative and it has an effect on you, if you're spending your time watching something you shouldn't watch, it doesn't matter if you didn't want it to have an effect, it has an effect, right? Because as believers, I believe that we, we are curious beings by, by, by nature. We are curious. We are curious. There might be something going on on the TV and we are curious to see how it ends and there's some stuff in it and we're curious to see how it ends. And I, and, and, and we would want to believe that it, it, it can have some negative effect on us and how we might think. I'm not saying we're going to become totally depraved, but it can have some negative effects, right? That's why we tell our kids, don't watch it. That's why certain music come with an advisory label saying adults only mature content because the things that we are exposed to it affects us and the, and i believe this 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 it is the same thing when it comes to the benefits of spending time in the world just as when persons spend time in something negative and it affects them spending time in god's word also has some positive effects whether we consciously desire it yes or no it's like putting clothes in bleach whether you want the bleach to bleach out the clothes, once the clothes is in the bleach, the bleach will have an effect on the clothes. And it's just like salt. Once the, the, the salt goes into the pot, whether you want this, the pot to be salt, yes or no, the salt has an effect on the pot that it is placed in. So, um, as I said before, I want to spend some time just looking at a few things um, in, the word, uh, in the word this evening. Right, so Revelation chapter 1, on the switch, how this thing is being made manifest. Picture and picture, so let me click this. Picture and picture, and then let me click this. All right, good. All right, so Revelation chapter 1, let's just retreat a bit. This is the ESV version. I'm a King James person, but um, I, I think the, the premise and the idea that I want will be brought across. It won't really matter if it is that you are reading the King James Version, yes or no. No, no, it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon come, soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads who reads aloud King James Version just said blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near John to the seven churches that are in Asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of, of and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loved, loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us a king, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and partner in the, in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus was on the isle called Patmos on account of of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me and on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. 
the hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Write therefore the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So that's 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 Revelation chapter one. Oh, it's, it, it, it actually seems a bit longer. <clears throat> Um, when I was reading it aloud, uh, this this version says, "Blessed the man that reads reads it aloud." Okay, I think. Oh, yeah, I did have the King James version. There was the King James version in this. Hold on, let me cut down the font size a bit. Oh. All right, so where are, where 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 am I? All right, so <coughs> one of the things <coughs> that we need to understand about Revelation chapter one. Now, I'm going to talk about something that is a derived it's a de derived revelation but it's it, it, it's a derived revelation from revelation chapter one but it's not focusing necessarily right it's highlighting a reality about revelations that is true of all the other books of the bible there's a revelation in revelation that is given surrounding all the other books of the bible and one of the things we need to understand my brothers and sisters if you should view this in the future and something i want to be ingrained in my memory hold on let me just pray first father as i come and i'm looking in your word god i pray that the grace of god would rest upon me father that even the things that i will say tonight god it will be in my own spirit father god i pray in the name of jesus christ that ministry will not just be in the four walls but God, wherever I go, ministry will take place. Father God, I just declare the favor upon everything that I will say tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let, let my words not be my words, but your words. May your words, Almighty God, be like a fuller soap, Almighty God, to purify my soul. May, may, may your words be, Almighty God, something that builds up my spiritual muscle. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it be spiritual steroids, but not have the side effects of natural steroids. May it build me up, may it strengthen me, may it give me the strength I need to be renewed, revived, and refreshed. So as I come before you now, God, may your wisdom rest upon me. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. All right, so Revelation chapter 1, right? Revelation chapter 1. One of the things you need to understand from Revelation chapter 1 is the reality of how God speaks to his people, right? I won't even go into any, any lot of beat around the bush and, and save the punchline. One of the ways that God, the number one way God speaks to his people is through the Bible, through scriptures. And many times when we read Revelation, because it's a vision, we tend to think that God is giving the church a vision. God is not giving the church a vision. What God is giving the church is scripture. God is giving the, the church scripture. John is receiving a vision. And the vision that John is receiving, John is being charged to convert his vision into scripture. Hallelujah. So he's going to take what God is. So God is giving him something. But the church is, the church is not receiving. A, if you understand what I'm saying, look deep into what I'm saying. The church is not there and, oh, we're going into a vision. No, what the church is receiving is it's, it's, it's scripture. And the scripture is going to be, the scripture is the, 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 describing what John saw in his vision. So how God is going to speak to the church in, let's, let's look back at the churches, Ephesus, um, 
Ephesus, Pergamum. Um, let me just say them in the order that they, they, they were in earlier. So you have Ephesus, Pergamum, Thyatira, Laodicea, Sardis, Smyrna. Um, what am I leaving out now? I'm leaving out. I'm leaving out one more. And one of those other churches, right? So these seven churches, these seven churches. Yes, who did I leave out? Sardis, Philadelphia, Thyatira, Thyatira. So these seven churches are going to receive this revelation in the form of the book of Revelation. And if you realize that the, the emphasis is on the blessings in reading. Notice it says, blessed is he. I know that the ESV said, blessed is he that read it aloud. But thank God I read it aloud, right? So I'm going to read the entire Revelation um, aloud. In on, 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 on live stream videos, so it's a blessed is he that read it. So, therefore, the, 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 the scriptures, the main way that God is going is giving the church the revelation of what is going to take place in the last days is through writing. So it is accessible, brothers and sisters, to the church by the church reading it, and therefore, therefore. In the revelation is not um, in order for us to see beyond the natural into the spiritual. In order for the church to get this spiritual revelation, the church has to receive it through the reading of God's word. And many times, brothers and sisters, we, we, we find that we're in a season now where there is, seems to be a spiritual force that is, is fighting against the believer getting into the word. And in fact, for me personally, I've said to myself that, listen, man, one of the things I'm going to be doing in this season, one of the things I'm going to be doing is spending time on the live stream reading the word. Because when I'm on the live stream reading, I get less distraction. Because person is going to say, oh, you're on the live stream. So listen, you can't disturb him. When you're on the live stream, you yourself will be less distracted. I myself will be less distracted. Because there, this is a season where the devil don't want us to get into the word. He wants us to seek divine revelation especially i believe among charismatics he wants us to seek divine revelation through every other means and source than by reading the bible despite the fact that the bible says that this the, the, the end time and the unfolding of the last day events are contained in the writings of john which is presented to the church as the final book in the bible hallelujah that in order to access it, one has to read it. We find that not a lot of persons are, are getting themselves involved in the reading of God's holy word. But it is very important that we have an understanding of the word of God and its importance in our life. And therefore, as I said earlier, that's why I did the, pre, the precursor with the whole thing of paper span. Because... I want to know what the word does for us, God's people. Before I look into the book of John and I go any further, I just want to, I just want to use the highlight of that number one thing. Let me just jump back to it in case you're saying, why is this man talking about Revelation chapter one? And then he's going to go into the importance of reading the Bible. Because it, it tells us, it tells us plain. He said, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, right? So God gave the Lord Jesus Christ a revelation, right? Which, 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 which supports the Trinitarian view. I'm always one to say that we, we, we believe in things, but um, sometimes we know in part, right? Because you, you, we know in part, but as far as I know, looking at this, this, this is supporting a strong support for the Trinity, for Trinitarianism, for the fact that there are three, three, three unique and distinct um, essence are personas in the Godhead. So they are one, but you have three different persons. They are, they are three different persons in a sense, but they are one God. And we know that that's a mystery, right? So we know that is a mystery. Hold on, let me turn off this, this light around here. This background light, it adds a little, it adds a little something. It adds a little something around here, you know. It was adding a little, a little, a little um thing around the back. But let's, anyway, it's off. So, um, yes, we have to understand that the word, the word of God is very important. 
And as I said, it, it, when we're looking at this, we find out that this revelation is a God gave the revelation to Jesus Christ. We don't want to go into this whole thing about Trinitarianism, right? We don't want to go into the whole thing. But if we're looking at Revelation chapter 1, let's just look at it, at, at it as it is. So the first verse in chapter 1 tells us that Jesus Christ, which when he was going up, he said, it, it is said that he's on the right hand of the Father making intercession of the saints. Jesus Christ is getting a revelation from God. Because this is what he said, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, right? To show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified by his angel unto his servant John. So the, 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 what, what Rudy is saying is this, um, this is pronoun, the he and the him. We, we know that they are, they are, the he and the him and the his is speaking to Jesus Christ. But it tells us that Jesus Christ <coughs> got the revelation from God. And he says that when Jesus got the revelation, he's sending the revelation. He's, he's sending the revelation by way of an angel to his servant, John. And he says, and, and of course, John is writing this. So he says, who be a record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Right? So it's pretty straightforward. Right? It's pretty straightforward. But the main gist is that John is receiving a revelation from God. Now, now the word, the book Revelation, the word Revelation, it's it's it comes from the Greek word apocalypse, right? And it it speaks of an and almost like a tearing away. It's almost it's like a tearing away. God is tearing the veil of the natural so that John can get a glimpse into the spiritual realm. And I believe it's important for the church, we as the church, to understand what's happening in the spiritual realm. Because what we're going to find out is that no matter how things get crazy in the world, in, in the spiritual realm, God is in complete control. And, and I guess that's why it says, blessed is the one who reads it, that as we go through our various situations, we can know that God is in complete control. So he's showing, he's showing John what's going to happen in the future. So it's a blessed disease. So we are, at, we are at verse three, where it says, blessed is he that read it. And that word blessed, that's the reason I'm using this app, because I'm always big on apps. It's called Accordance, right? So it's called Accordance. And what it does when you download this app, where I would choose this app over other apps, right? Is that when you hold on the word, you can download some modules, and the modules will be, give you either the Greek, a Greek dictionary or a Hebrew dictionary. So in the Old Testament, if you hold on the Hebrew word, it's going to give you the Greek word and a simplified meaning of that word. So the word blessed, as you probably can see on your screen right now, it says um, happy, blessed, as a noun, it can depict someone who receives divine favor. So the Bible says um Happy is he that read it, or divine favor will be granted to he that read it. Well, I'm going to do 20, what, much, much verse, much chapters is in Revelation, 24, 24, 28, somewhere up there, 21. Well, yeah, whatever amount is there, I'm going to read out every one of them and create a live stream video. Because if it's a blessed, I know God is not a man that he should lie. So it's a blessed is he that read it, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written within so in order for persons to access this blessing, they had to read it, right? It's not something It's not something that, okay, people could bypass reading and receive it apart from John. So it's not something that the church is now being called to say, hey, throw away the Bible. You know, just throw away the Bible. You're going to get angelic visitation. Angel is going to give you a new doctrine. Angel is going to give you a new this. And all of these persons now, you see, rising up and saying, boy, you know what? This Bible thing, you know, if you spend all the time in that Bible, if you have pray hard enough, the angel will, the angel will visit you so you don't need to get into the scriptures. And you, you, you will hear it. You will see it. A lot of this is happening now. Persons will, you know, they don't pay the importance of the Bible. And, and sometimes even our own spirits, I'm not talking about them, like them. The, the tendency for the flesh, the tendency even among the believers is that the, the, the Bible now becomes a secondary or tertiary source of information. And let me tell you, I know the number one source of information becomes either, either a book that is talking about the Bible, either YouTube, like a video that is talking about the Bible, 
or something else that is talking about the Bible. But the time to spend in the word of God itself, the time to interact with the word. Well, the word is actually on the screen. So this is, I'm going to say this isn't bad. And I'm not going to do it all the time. Because sometimes I have some videos and I may just make reference to a portion of scripture. But I'm dealing with a concept or an idea. <coughs> but, but the truth is, if you're not careful, our only interaction with God's word is through some secondary source, which is talking about something that was read and is now being reinterpreted or being, being reinterpreted, being, 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 being um, understood in the context of whoever it was, was that engaged the word and now being poured out to us. So we, we are receiving secondhand information. Right? So unless a person is reading the word of God and you are reading it and looking on the word and your eyes are on the word, even a person comes up to preach, in, a, in some sense, it is secondhand information because the person went and read it and they, 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 they internalize it and we are hoping that it was the spirit that motivated their thoughts, their words, their message, and they come and they present it to you. But, but you're still one step away from the word. You're still one step away from the exact thing that God said. You are still one step away from the revelation that God is giving to the world. And I believe it is important for us to get back to reading the word of God. Because one thing I come to realize, as much as I watch YouTube video, as much as I listen podcasts, there are some limitations to what, what is being said. Because sometimes the person will tell you something that is 100, well, I'm not going to say 100%. Sometimes the person will tell you something, you're watching a podcast. You're, sorry, you're listening to a podcast, you're watching a YouTube video, you're reading a book. And maybe 70% of what was being said was really 100% accurate. 100% what, what is now being called evergreen notes. So if you listen to the YouTube video, if you watch the book, maybe maybe 60% of what was said, you could use it every throughout your entire life. Some of it will, will be contextualized to this age, Right? Because there are some books that were written in the 80s, you know. And they were very helpful in the 80s. But if you should try to read them now in 2023, it, you know, it, it, you can't apply it to your life. Because the, the, the person, the, the word of God was, was operating in the context, the consciousness, and the reality of the person who read the scripture in 1980. Right? When, when, when the Berlin Wall was up. Right? And Mikhail Gorbachev and Ronald Reagan. And they talk all kind of something. Maybe they said, John... Pope John Paul the Antichrist. So all of those books were relevant back then. But you take it up now and it have no relevance. And that's why, but I'm guaranteeing if you had read the Bible in 1980, if, if you had read the Bible in 1980, whatever you read would still be relevant to this very day, right? So sometimes you listen to a YouTube video last year and the YouTube video was very relevant to what was happening in the world. And it, was, it mentioned things about God. It might reference some text, but the truth is, one year later, you not even you wouldn't watch back that video because the video does not have the same relevance today. Maybe technology passed it. Maybe what's happening in current affairs passed the revelation that that person was getting from what they read. But anything you read in the Bible last year, it will still it is the only thing that remains one hundred percent relevant throughout your entire life. And that's why I believe that there is a strategy to keep us from engaging the word. There's a strategy to make people not, they're not reading the Bible. The Bible and Bible reading are nothing important, right? We don't, we don't get into the Bible because, boy, you know, we can't listen to something while I'm going to work. I'm just popping in my headphone. And I'm not going to say I'm going to stop listening to persons because I say sometimes you listen to a person. It's like you have a good friend who read the Bible and you have them talking or you have a mentor who is speaking to you. But we should never allow these things to stop us from actively engaging the word. Right, it should not. It, it, we should never allow um, whatever is happening from other sources to stop us from reading Revelation chapter one. Blessed is he that read it, and they that hear the words of this prophecy. We don't know if there's a blessing in some of those books we are watching. You don't know if there's any blessing in some of the YouTube videos you're watching. You don't even know if you're getting a blessing out of this, right? I do know. I hope there's some blessing you're receiving. I feel like there's some blessing you're receiving. But the truth of the matter is, these videos, the, the number one benefit of these books. And these videos is to motivate persons to engage the word. Get back one-to-one -one with the scriptures again. And of course, if you're working through the Bible and the person is working through the Bible, there are some persons who do some good jobs of working verse by verse through the Bible. 
You're good at it. You're good at going verse one, verse two, verse three, verse four. Maybe that won't be bad. Nothing is wrong if you have a study group. Nothing is wrong if you can find some persons and say, listen, we go read the Bible together and we try. Which if you're not from Jamaica, panga panga. That means you just take your time and try work your way through the Bible. You might not be a professor, you might not be a scholar, but you're reading the Bible and you're depending on the Holy Ghost to help you through. So this because the Bible itself allows us to know that there are blessings that come from reading the Bible. We don't know if blessing comes from anything else, but the Bible itself says, Blessed is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy. And I believe that this is not unique to Revelation alone. I believe this is, a, this is because, let's, let's look at it. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and is in his law shall he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. So the Bible itself tells us that there is some blessedness that comes from reading the word of God. There's some blessings you're getting out of it. There's something it's doing to your mind. There's something it's doing to your heart. There's something it's doing to your circumstances. First thing when I read the Bible, I can tell you one thing. Whether you believe in demons, yes or no. The, the atmosphere doesn't like where the word is being read. Because the Bible tells us in John that in the beginning was the word. So Jesus Christ is the incarnate word. That means Jesus Christ is the revelation of God in bodily form. Right? The, the scriptures is the revelation of God in written form. That means in um, whatever that term is for, for writing. The word of God in, 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 in the Bible, it is God's revelation in written form. So a lot of times we say, boy, I'd love to see Jesus. Boy, I'd love to meet Jesus. Boy, I'd love to talk to Jesus. Well, guess what? Jesus is talking to you. He's talking to you through the word of God. So if we get in the word, a lot of persons don't. This is one of the things that was laid on my heart. Right? One of the things that was laid on my heart is that persons want revelation from God without first spending time in God's word. So they, they want revelation. Oh, God, you're not talking to me. Oh, me, I spent seven days fasting, 14 days fasting. Maga don't now eat no food because me want God to speak to me. And what God already said, you know, all of what God has said to his word. I, I'm sorry, I have my Kindle. I don't have. I don't have my 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 hard Bible with me. I, I carry a Kindle most times because if I if I if I want to type up something, it saves the information over years. Unlike Bibles, we get full up and you start to get messy. But but sometimes God reveals some things to us, and we don't read it. We not read it. We not spend no time with it. But we want revelation. We want vision. We want dreams. I believe that if we don't spend time in God's Word, I'm gonna say serious time in God's Word then it's, it, it, it should not be that we're expecting God to give us any secret revelation. If what he make public, public, we don't, we don't pay it any mind at all. So it says this, blessed, blessed is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. So as I said before, this is the means by which God gave the revelation to the church in written form. Revelation was given to the church as the Bible, as a portion of the Bible. That's how God gives the revelation. So if you want to understand um, last day things, he gives it to us in the Bible. And, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead of myself and, and to make this thing any, 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 any more than it ought to be. But one of the things we need to understand too, you know, when you look at the churches, when you look at the churches, and I'm not going to go into the seven churches, I'm not going to go into all of them, but I want to give you a snapshot of what I understand what the word of God do, does. Let me just lift up the first church. The first church, is it is said that um, they had left their first love. And I think the last church, the first church is Ephesus, left their first love. And then in Laodicea, it is said that they had a name, that they were alive, but they were dead. And, um, you know, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. Now, if you understand a deep revelation out of this, is that, the word of God helps to put Jesus back as first place in our life. The word of God does it now. Because when the church in Ephesus had Jesus at, when, it, when the church in Ephesus didn't have Jesus at the first place, when they read the letter, you know, the letter would have stirred them up to put back Jesus at the first place. So one of the benefits of scripture that we can understand is that scripture helps 
to put God back at the right place. When you spend time in the scripture, it helps to put God back at the right place. And if you look at Ephesus, the Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. So one of the things we find out about scripture is scripture opens Jesus Christ to having a regaining control over his church, right? And there's a list of things that the Bible does. Hold on, let me, let me give you a synopsis. As I said, I'm on my tablet. So let me go back into paper span for, paper span for a second. Let me go back into paper span and, and show you something. Now, as I said before, I was looking at some, doing some research on what the Bible does for us. And if you look, I'm going to take you into this first one. I think these are five things the Bible does, right? And this is one of the things that Paper Span does too. You can highlight those texts. So if you go on your website, you find a website, you can save it. Look for Paper Span. It's an app. It saves websites and you can go back to them and read them. You can highlight the website, etc., etc. That's not what we're here to do, but hopefully that will help you. Maybe I'll do a video on it one day. So, so look at this. It says the word of God awakens and strengthens faith. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to quote, yes, it's quoting Romans 10, 17. One of the only scriptures that I have on my door from when I was young. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. This is the word of Christ. I don't know what version they are using, but. The King James Version goes, if it comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. So it allows us to know something. If you don't have faith, if you are struggling in faith, spending quality time in the word of God builds faith. So if you don't have faith, faith can come to you. That means faith comes, you know, faith is not necessarily something that is naturally occurring in the believer's life. But faith is something that the believer can purchase by spending time in the word of God. So if it is that you are weak in faith, <clears throat> if it is that you are weak in faith, you don't have to stay weak in faith all your life. What one needs to do is to start to apply time to the studying of God's word. And the Bible itself says that faith comes. So it comes, it, 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 it arises, it reaches, it is built up. It is received, it is made manifest through the hearing or the reading of God's word. So that is one of the benefits of reading the Bible, right? So, so this generation, I don't think it's a generation that is known for its great faith. It's not one of those great faith generations, right? And I'm not knocking anybody. I'm a part of the generation. I'm just saying it. It's not like we're hearing about all these miracles taking place, right? It's not like we're going about hearing about the madman down the road that was delivered and the lame man that was what we know for all those years that is now walking because some believer passed him and they were able to apply um, supernatural faith or, or what they call it now, the faith that makes, um, there's, a, there's a term where it says that it, creative faith, that means things that were not there, it comes, it, it, it manifests. So if your spinal cord break, they have creative faith, so your spine grow back. It's not like we're hearing a lot of those things right now. We're not hearing a lot of those things. And why is it that we're not hearing a lot of those things since there are so much more Christians today than it would have been at the time of the early church when Peter and James going up to the, the temple? Why? I do believe that it's, it's one of the main problems is that we are not spending the, the amount of time in the world for our faith to be at the place where it ought to be. And I want to say a few more things. Let me say a few more things. A person might say, well, you know what? Why are you laboring about faith? Why don't you talk more about prayer? Why don't you talk more about reading, um, say a prayer? Why don't you talk more about worship? Why don't you talk more about the other things? Why don't you talk about witnessing? Why don't you talk about giving, benevolence, and all of those things? This is, this is what I believe. I believe that every other discipline that the child of God has, it can only be correctly done. The believer can only approach prayer correctly if they spend enough time in the word. The believer can only approach worship correctly if they have spent time in the word. Because we see it all over. You know, sometimes we see some of these videos. And we say, boy, are these people really... The song sounds good. You know I mean, have you ever listened to some song and the song sounds so good? And you say, man, that song they sound goody, man. But then when you when you when you look, when when you go, when you when you when you go actually see what is happening, you say, no, man. 
so, so, something that looks alright here, so you know, I and you don't have any reason to feel that way, you know. Some people say maybe I might say persons are feeling judgmental. No, but when you look, it's like they're using a whole lot of light and smoke. They're using all of these things to generate like a little atmosphere and things just look strange. People look like they're a rock star. They just look uh, weird. And of course, people say not to judge. We're not supposed to judge anyone. I'm not saying we are judging persons. But one thing I'm going to say, the Bible said, they that worship me must worship in spirit and in truth. And I believe when Jesus was saying that, he was actually saying that there are people who seek to worship God. But they cannot worship him correctly because they don't understand who God is and how we are to approach God. And I, it's the same thing with prayer. I have heard persons praying for God kill their neighbor, kill the people who fight against them. God, you see them are fight against me, but turn them over, God. Do this, do that, do all kind of... And I mean, they pray the most evil things to happen. And I'm saying, don't these people read the Bible? If you could pray for people to die... You'd read about the first century church praying, say, Caesar must dead. God is saying, wicked, making dead. Nero must dead. Herod must. But you don't encounter any of those type of prayers in the Bible. You don't encounter any prayer like that, you know. Nowhere in the Bible. I, I mean, I think there's a few times in my tear, um, I think it's John who said that somebody did him something. Or Paul who said somebody did him something. Um, but yet still, he mentioned that person did him something, but he himself didn't. And I think he might say the Lord repay him, right? The Lord repay him. But this prayer of people dying and all of these things, it's not necessarily biblical. Because the Bible says we must bless those who persecute us. No, I'm not asking for persecution, you know. Because I tell you what the Bible says, right? I'm not, I don't know how I would really respond to certain type of persecution. So I'm not going to be here and say, oh, you know, Bridget, uh, you know, I don't know. I am hoping that by the grace of God, I would manifest what God would want me to manifest in each circumstance. But I'm not going to sit on a soapbox to tell you that it's easy. You are being persecuted and people doing all kind of things to just respond the right way. But what I'm here to tell you is that that is the way the Bible says we have to respond. Whether or not if in the circumstances, you know, we might manifest it. The Bible tells us how we are to respond when we face various trials and testings and persecution. So therefore... I will always say the word is the number, the number one foundation for the believer's life is the word. And, and, and the word also, I believe the word also plays a major role in persons receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know that nowadays people say, no, in order to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you must say Jesus 200 times, fast, 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 until your tongue tie up and start speaking tongues. All right, and of course, I'm being a bit jovial, and I've heard that that has happened before. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is that that the the believer, right? If you read the Bible, Jesus, who was the Word incarnate, came came to the world first. The Word spent time with the apostles first. The Word would have said to the apostles. You are clean by the word that I have spoken to you. The word incarnate would have prayed the prayer to God in, I think, John chapter 15 or 16, somewhere along that line, or 17, when he's praying for the, the people. He would say, Lord, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. So he was, and then later he would breathe, the Bible would say, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. But if you realize, in order of occurrence, it is the word, they encounter the word first. And after they encounter the word, spend time with the word, spend time with the word, then they receive the spirit. I'm not going to say that is replicated everywhere in the Bible, but a couple of times you read it, when, 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 um, when God would have sent Peter down to the house of um, this, the, the, the centurion, not remembering what his name is right now, was it Cornelius, the house of Cornelius? When he went to the house of Cornelius, he said, as Peter began to speak these words, why did Peter have to go down to the man yard for him to receive the Holy Ghost? If God wanted him to receive the Holy Ghost, they could have just received the Holy Ghost, right? But, but the first thing we realize is that the, the gospel or the word was presented to them, and then we find that while Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Now, I'm not going to say that people can't get filled, but I'm just saying, I believe that under normal circumstances, there should be an interaction with the word. And then we find that the word will go where persons are sanctified. 
Because it is the word that sanctifies persons. The Bible tells you clearly, the word is one of the sanctifying agents that sanctifies the heart and the mind of people. And if you're going to receive the Holy Spirit, I believe that there's some cleanup that needs to be done. Because the Bible tells us that no one pours new wine into old wineskin. So therefore, the wineskin have to become new or clean up and sat out. And, there, and I believe that the wine that Jesus was talking about was this, the spirit of the living God. So the word acts as a, a filtration or a sanitization or a cleansing agent to prepare one's soul and one's mind for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So the word is very, very important. So let me just go through a few of these. And it's, an, I mean, there's so much things the word does. It says, through hearing the word, God supplies the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. That's what I was just saying a while ago. I think I didn't highlight this one because I don't think, I think it's John Piper who did this, but I don't think he explained this one the way I would have wanted it to be explained. Now, the word of God creates and sustains life, right? So it goes on to state, say, you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God, right? So, of course, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. So, 1 Peter 1, 23 to 25 tells us that you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. So, Peter, right, who was one of the inner, inner circle of Jesus Christ, is talking to the church and tell the church how, how we become how we become born again. That it is true, the word. It is true, the word, that we become born again. And thankfully, I'm quoting scripture. So I first can say, boy, pastor, you just said that out of your head. No, it tells us that. Now listen to this again. And I mentioned this already about John. He said, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And remember too, not, not even to mention that. Remember when Jesus was in the wilderness and he was tempted the first time. Jesus have said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Notice he said, word. Where do you access, where do you access the word? Where do you access doctrine? Where do you access, well, not doctrine. Where do you access, access scripture? You don't really access doctrine. You, you form doctrine from scriptures, but the, the scriptures themselves, well, there are some doctrines in it. But doctrines are usually what we go in and we get out of the scriptures. But, but when Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, he was saying the Zoe life, the spirit life, it comes by spending time eating or feeding on the word of God. That is where life is being made manifest, true life, spiritual life. And I believe that's why the enemy keeps trying to keep us away from the word of God because the enemy understands that no matter what we are doing, no matter how we are listening to worship song, no matter how we are watch YouTube, and worse of YouTube now quote no scripture, it, it, it cannot substitute for spending time in God's word. Spending time in God's word is what allows us to have the new life. And when we stop spending time in God's word, we find that the old man start to manifest, the old nature start to creep up back, the old weaknesses start to, start to crawl back upon us. And I believe also, brothers and sisters, the older we are in Christ is the more we have to eat in order to remain strong. And not the opposite. Not the opposite. I believe when, you are, when you just get saved, uh, anybody, I mean, anybody, maybe if you're watching this in the future, see a few persons on this slide. But you ever realize that when a baby just born, right? As then eat too little something, their belly full, right? Too little stupidness, their belly full and they gone to sleep. Because they are young. So their capacity, what they need to be strong is not a lot. Eat too little thing, little breast milk, good to go. Give them a little buckle. Especially when they are young, you know, it's not even the big, big, big bottles you buy. The little beanie, tiny bottles, you just put a little something in that. You give them, then drink a little out of it. They're good to go. Sleep them sleeping. But then as they get older, you find that they cannot live. They cannot be strong of the little food they used to eat because they get bigger. They get older. And I believe that's what's happening with the body of Christ. We actually, you know, we actually, let me say we actually. And I'm not talking about when, when, when I'm called to preach. Because when you're called to preach, the motive, the motive to preach can be, can be tainted by the fact that we want to perform well in front of people. 
So you can't even count when you're called to preach. Because a lot of believers, when they're going to do something for God, they're all up in the word. And I'm reading this book. Um, this book, uh, let me see if I can show you it. Um, it's called Preaching, Preaching and Preachers. But this iPad here, I want to give me any mileage. Come on, iPad, come on. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Maybe it's struggling because I think my daughter messed with the screen, but uh, uh, so I came off it and no, no, it's not functioning. But it's called preaching and preachers, right? And in this book called in and in this book, preaching and preachers, one of the things that I come to realize is that there's a thing that they speak about called puppeteering. No, it's not. It's it's not puppeteering. Sorry, it's called da, 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 da. what's the term that they use? Yes, by D. Martin. Lloyd Jones, Preaching and Preachers. I want to purchase the actual book. This is a PDF I got off the... It's pul pulpiteering. Sorry, it's called pulpiteering. And it says one of the things with the church why preaching is... Because it's pulpiteering. We, persons are only preaching something because they know they have to preach it. But it's not it's not it's not it's not like when you're you're passionate about something, you've been reading something, and just why you know why I want to talk about this thing because I got some insight into it and I really want to share what the insight I get. Some of the times, um pulpiteering is just there's a pulpit there, there's gonna be some intrinsic benefits, whether accolades, whether some approval, whether we don't want to be the, the disapproval of not going into the pulpit and performing well. So a lot of times persons read the Bible, but the motive, the motive there is not, it's not, it's not, it's not potent, you know, active. So, and so therefore I don't count that. I don't count when they're asking persons, say, listen, um, listen, Sunday night, me ask if we give a sermon it, and then the person going to read the Bible. I'm talking about as we get older as Christians, there should be more time that we're spending in the word as we get older, because we get, we get bigger. And so in the natural, so in the spiritual, just like your child, as they become older, start to eat the chicken, start to eat the rice. And as they get bigger, you can't feed them because their belly is so big. You, you can't find enough rice and chicken and bread because they get older. And in order for them to be strong, they need more solid food. I believe the same is true for us as Christians. And we have to find time. We have to create strategies to get into the world. We have to try to create some strategies, brothers and sisters. This is the strategy that I am creating. So ensure, I'm saying to myself, I want to, if it means to me, I've got to do a four-hour four hour live stream. I'm not going to do four hours tonight, so don't worry yourself. If it means, because I have to get in the word, because sometimes as soon as you're about, you have all of the intention to read the Bible, all of the intention to go spend some time with God, all of the intention to go read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if you're not careful, it's just the intention alone. The, 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 the day comes, the sun starts shine, the, the things of this world start to come, the business of life overtake us, and I'll know, according to, according to, I don't remember who used to do this when they're saying, I'll know. Sure, said, I'll know your eyes don't behold the thing. I'll know the eyes don't behold the scriptures because what? We are busy. We are busy throughout the course of the day. We are busy doing so much things. But it's my prayer to you. It's my prayer. It's my prayer. Let me jump back out and preach. For preachers right so um i want to buy this book i really want to buy this book because in its current format i can't really highlight the text unless i'm going to do it on my kindle and I, I love when i'm highlighting whenever i'm going through scriptures i love when i'm highlighting so just jump back to this let's just round off the thing real quick so um the bible says blessed is he that read it so the churches the churches the seven churches were receiving the book of revelation when they went to church that Sunday morning, right when persons got up out of their bed, whether it was a Sunday morning or a Sabbath morning, let's call it Sunday morning. So when they got up out of their bed, because they were Gentiles, so I'm figuring that it was on a Sunday they were going to church. So they, when they got up that Sunday morning to go to church, right? When they got up and they went to church, it wasn't anything supernatural, what we call supernatural, that would be taking place, you know? Some of them wouldn't know that John got the revelation and he sent the epistle. So somebody got the epistle. And they say, listen, this Sunday when we meet at church, um, there's something that you, you need to hear. Um, it came from John, him sent it by way of courier, whatever he did, and, and it's here. And so come out Sunday, because we need to, we need to, we, you need to hear this. When they pull up at church Sunday, I know nothing supernatural like one, you know, in terms of what we call supernatural. But yet there's something supernatural that was taking place. Because Jesus would have said to John, write what you see, put it in a book and send it to the church. 
So in terms of what Jesus would have, how Jesus would have expected the church to receive the revelation, in the realm of the spirit, it was a supernatural occurrence. The Bible is a supernatural book, supernaturally given by God to his people for us to read it and understand it. So I don't know, I don't know, like, let me not say I don't know. It's not anything like, boy, you're in the house and I'm, mm, oh, oh, yeah, 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 mama, mama, I just, you run, go back, grab up your Bible and read it. No. We, we are to find ways and strategies to get into the word of God. We are to find ways and strategies, brothers and sisters. I know that there's a great departure from the world that is taking place. Even in the world right now, there's a great departure from the world. But we have to find strategies, ways, and means of getting back to the Bible. There used to be this program I used to listen to often. I used to listen to it when Woodrow Crow. Woodrow Crow, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Woodrow Crow or Crow. Um, it's called Back to the Bible. It's still there. But, I mean, ever since I just grew up with him, I know there were persons before him. But after he left, I mean, I just, it, just, it just wasn't the same, right? Woodrow Crow, that voice that you'd hear reading the Bible, reading with Back to the Bible. But it, 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 the premise is so powerful that we have to go back to the Bible and we are, have to receive the blessings that God would have given to us. Because all three verses, well, no, let me say all three verses. Two out of the first three verses lift up the word of God. Because verse 2 says, who bear record of the word of God. So before we think anything else about Revelation, before we focus on what the churches would have received and what God would have said to the first church, what God would have said to the second church, what's going to happen with the Antichrist, what's going to happen with the mark of the beast, what's going to happen in the end times and the persecution of the saints, the first thing we need to understand is that this revelation is coming to the church, the first century church, and to the church in these days in the form of the Bible. They receive the book of Revelation. They receive scripture. God, God is giving the church this revelation through the, the, the handwriting of a scribe. We don't know if John writes himself. He's on the Isle of Patmos, so I'm going to assume he wrote it himself. So it's the, 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 the revelation that, that Jesus is giving came to the church in words. And we have to read the word of God because when we read the word of God, it is having a numerous variety of effects, positive effects on our spirit man, our soul, our destiny, our heart, and everything concerning us. So I'd encourage you tonight as I close off this live stream that you find, we find time because I, I don't think I'm doing as much as I want to do with the word. Bible says confession good for the soul. No man, I, I'm not saying I don't get up and spend some amount of time in the Bible. I think I spend time in the Bible. I'll read something in the Bible. The only reason I could tell you about Revelation chapter 1 and this revelation that I got is because I would have read it. And there's another revelation that I got about um, Blessed, are the, Blessed are the Peacemakers. I want to do a video around that. Not a live stream. I want to create a video around that. A more of a teaching video. But, but I'm sensing that it's still not enough. I'm sensing that it's still not enough. There are times I get up and I feel like, boy, if you don't spend four hours in the word, it might not be enough. And that's like word and prayer, word and prayer. If your day is not spending hours in the word, it's not enough. Too many times, I'm going to tell you personally, I get up and I spend maybe, let me say, and I'm not saying every day I'm spending a lot of time. So, I'm, I'm, But I'm here to tell you that don't look at it as oh, I read the Bible for 20 minutes. And, and a lot of people say, oh, it's not legalistic. Oh, we're not doing a legalistic worship of God. And God now watch this. No, man, you have to spend time in the word. Because if you're not, if you, if you, if you, unless, unless there is manifest change that is occurring inside and outside, we're not spending enough time in it. We have to spend time in the word until we start look like the word. We start talk like the word. We start act like the word. We start to think like the word. We can recite the word. That's the amount of time we are to spend it. Because Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every. That means, when he said every, you know, it means that from Genesis 1 verse 1 to Revelations, what is it, 24 verse, whatever it is, Jesus wants us to read it and to understand it. That means there's a, there are blessings in Genesis. Hello? There's blessing in Exodus. There's blessings in Leviticus. There's blessings in Numbers. Blessings in Deuteronomy. Blessings in Joshua. Blessings in Judge. Hello. Blessings in Ruth. Blessings in First and Second Samuel. Blessings in First and Second King. Blessings in First and Second Chronicles. Blessings in 
Blessings in Ezra. Blessings in Nehemiah. Blessings in Ruth. Blessings in what? Job. Blessings in the Psalms. You name it. There are blessings in all of the books of the Bible. There's something in it for us. Because if there wasn't anything there, God would not have given it to us. So my prayer for you is that we find time in the word of God. And as we come back, maybe come back another time, we continue to read. The one thing I want to do, I want to read and read. So we read Revelation chapter 1 and hopefully come back another time. Maybe we'll look back at some of these stuff in Revelation. Can I just look at the fact that it was given to the church as writing? So we need to read because God gives us revelation to the scriptures. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Hopefully I'll see you again some other time. Reverend Morris saying, have a blessed night. Stay blessed until we see each other again. Yeah. <laughs>